and welcome to another episode of Give Me a Buck Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings, partnered with the Basketball Podcast Network. I am your host, Joel Graham. Let's get into it. Everybody says the Bucks and the Nets are kind of like the, the front runners, you know, for the East, you know. Who do you think the biggest threat to those two teams, the Bucks and the Nets? So, first of all, thank you to those people who still think the Nets are the, the other team uh, to come out of the East. Um, but I, I would say to me it's um, the Heat, but with the caveat that we'll see if anything happens on the Philadelphia front. Mm. Um, I don't think the – I think the Bulls are just more built for the regular season. They're young. A lot of their players have not um, – had much, if any, playoff experience. Uh, DeRozan has experience like being horrible in the playoffs, uh, and they also get a lot of their points on the break. So, um, which you know slows down and doesn't really happen very much in the playoffs. But um, I just think the Heat. You know, I don't know that they have the the like talent to really go all the way, but maybe they do. And they're just such a you know they're well coached. They have like good playoff defense they have you know um jimmy has some really good playoff moments uh kyle lowry is a champion um so you know and they just have the tenacity um and the ferociousness that i think really elevates teams in the playoffs so that that would be the the team that i am second most worried about other than the bucks sure sure okay so uh will what about you well uh, unlike simon I I do still think that obviously the Nets, uh, w- if one hundred percent healthy, are still the team to beat, exactly. without without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, but that is like one of the the lo- like a bright neon sign flashing if right there. And even the though, idea, even though the Bucks won the championship last year, the Nets are still the team to beat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were able to beat us narrowly in seven games without Kyrie Irving and with James Harden on one leg. So, yes, I mean, tip of the cap to that. That was one of the truly greatest playoff performances I've ever witnessed. Um, But no, I mean, other than other than the Nets, I'd say I'm scared of the heat and a hypothetical Sixers if Daryl Morey ever stops being a jackass and trades uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, he needs to do that. Definitely. Yeah, but no, but the Heat are scary. The Heat, the Heat could grind, could grind us into a pulp defensively. I think, Um, and and they're they're intimidating. But yeah, I I like like Simon. I'm not that scared of the Bulls, um, even though they've beaten us twice this year. Again, we haven't had any. You know, we we've basically not had Kyrie all year and and not had Joe Harris, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you. I think. Uh, besides the Nets for the Bucks, um, the Heat, man, and they always play us really well, and they play Giannis really well. So it's always a a, a, a team that I just want to beat so bad. Yeah, we beat them 4-0 last year, but I don't know. They're just one of those annoying teams, you know, and they could, you know, pull off. They could make they – they make things tough. 
Um, now, Will, I know you spoke about Kyrie. I'm going to start with you on this one, Will. How, yeah. how do you feel about having Kyrie part-time? Um, most exciting player to watch on the court, most agonizing player of all time to <laughs> have off the court uh, and 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 this season, whatever he is. Part-time is an extremely generous way of putting what he's been <laughs> this season. Um, you know, our, our history with Kyrie is tortured at best his first season he played 20 games and didn't even condescend to come to the bubble with us his second season he as you may remember uh, got injured in the middle of a buck series then we ended up losing that series Um, and this season I don't know what is he at five games for us um, because he has chosen not to get vaccinated he I would glad I mean he's extraordinary when he plays but he is it is torture to have him on your team I, I wish he were elsewhere. Oh, you wish he was elsewhere. So you don't want Kyrie on the Nets. I mean, I would like someone who played on uh, the Nets. Sure. And I mean, like, and, and you know, yes, this season it, it happens to be COVID. But like, like I just said, every other season, it's been something else. Okay. Injury. Uh, he had the several weeks off last season for vague, you know, mental health stuff. Like it's, there's just always something that happens with Kyrie that prevents him from being on the court. So if we had like video game Kyrie, where you could play him every single game as he is, (laughs) because like, like, you know, we were talking about this on our podcast recently, he came back, hasn't played all season. It looks like he's not taking a day off. He's extra yep. again. He's extraordinary, yep. but the, but you're not getting him for any home games. Um, he's inevitably good if he if they do allow him to come back. Right, if the city changes its mandate or whatever, he'll get injured. Like there's, <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind. It could be a physical injury. It could be a spiritual injury. It could be an emotional injury. <laughs> some sort. Of injury will befall this man and he will no longer be playing on you know for whatever reason so yeah yes he's yes you know uh his third eye has a has a, a sty or something and we can't yeah. we can't get him out there like it's just it's not gonna happen so yeah i it's been a, a painful thing having him on the team though i will say he's fun to watch in the few moments he 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 decides to play Absolutely. Simon, what do you think? Uh, how do you feel about the Kyrie part-time situation? So it's, it as as William says, it's like, if it's not one thing, it's the other with Kyrie. Um, I, I do feel like um, I am hopeful that our, I don't think he's ever going to get vaccinated. Like, I really do not. not. Not just because he has explicitly said that, but just that's like his very, he's very like determined Sure. Uh, and, and hard-headed, like when he makes up his mind about something. So, um, but I do think our mayor, I think there's a decent chance that our mayor will lift that mandate, um, both because like in the heart of like the Omicron surge, he was saying like, we got to get people back in offices. Like it's, t- it's time to, you know, yeah, move on and, and get past COVID. And um, I, I just think he's going to do it. It's also been like extremely effective, like the, if the, if the goal of the mandate was to like get everyone vaccinated, like Kyrie is the only, not only just the only net, he's the only, like no Knicks, all Knicks are vaccinated. All Rangers are vaccinated. All Islanders are vaccinated. There's one person who has (laughs) not like been coaxed into doing it. So like at this point, it's just like, it's just like a punishment basically for, for Kyrie. So, um, 
So like, I, I do think that there's a chance that that gets, that that gets lifted. And that would be really nice. As William says, there's sure to be some other thing that comes up, but, but theoretically it would be great to, cause yeah, part-time Kyrie it creates this weird situation where like, maybe we should be happy we're in the sixth seed or something like that because we'll have more road games. Like that's just an absurd way to <laughs> think about the playoffs and winning. And, you know, so yeah, I think our only hope is really that, that something happens with the, the mandate or otherwise he's able to play. Yeah, that was my next question for you guys. Like, would you rather have home court advantage and no Kyrie, or would you rather have no home court no home court advantage and have Kyrie for more of the playoffs? Like, um, which one would you have, Will? <laughs> uh, I I mean, I, this is a great question, and I hate this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just so sad that this is what we now have to have to be reduced to considering. I I would say um, that I would prefer to have home court advantage and um, not have Kyrie in the playoffs, Uh, just because I think we'll probably lose him anyway, as I mentioned. But but it would also imply that we've somehow gotten our shit together and started to win some games again. Yeah. Okay, and I, I would I would just in our current like three and seven drought uh, would would love to see a W in that column sometime soon because uh, it's getting bleak. Yeah, it's hard for us too, man. Um, we have been hit with the injury bug and the COVID bug too. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of teams just going through it. Um, yeah, that? and you and you have uh, most beloved player in the league, Grayson Allen, right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know what he's having for breakfast today? Did they put uh, put that up on social again? Or uh, it might have been avocado toast. You know? Ava- oh yeah, he's, a, he's an avocado <laughs> toast guy for sure. He's an avocado sure. toast or a donut. You know, who knows? <laughs> so Simon, what do you think? Would you rather have? Now Will said he would rather have home court advantage, no Kyrie. Do you? Agree with that, or would you like the, the the road games? I don't agree. I I actually think that I mean our home record is horrible. I think we're below five hundred uh, at home, and I just feel like gone are the days when, like at the beginning of the season, we were like, oh yeah, prohibitive favorites. We we got this. Yeah. Then the Kyrie thing happened and we still, still, there was like, okay, well, James Harden, Kevin Durant, still going to be great. And now I really do firmly believe we need all three of those players. If we're going to have a chance to win a championship, I don't think this version of James Harden can get it done, uh, especially in the playoffs where he tends to be significantly worse. Um, so I think we need those three guys playing. Yeah. And I just have not like the Barclays center it's better during the playoffs, but it's not exactly an imposing home home court. Like there are plenty of Bucks fans at every, you know, Nets game. Plenty of like, you know, the Lakers just played us. It was basically a home game for them. Like we just do not have like an actual home court. Yeah, yeah we don't have. What's the thing you guys have out like Deer Park or something like that? Deer District. Deer District. Deer District. Yeah, we have no Deer District. Yeah. The Deer District is so wild, and it's so many people out there, and COVID is definitely out there, too. <laughs> but the Deer District is crazy. I've never seen that many people there. 
yeah, it looked it looked cool. I mean, I, I hate to say anything nice about the Bucks because 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 they uh, they're asterisks illegitimate champions, but um, but that dear Listen, district. There has cool. been injuries for the last five champions. Okay, there's been injuries for the last. Five champions. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> they're they're frauds. It's okay. We could move would, on with the oh podcast. I I will say I do that. I do not stand by that. Uh, I will say this: if you paid the citizens of brooklyn five thousand dollars i'm not sure you could fill up a a, a, a deer district's worth of, of people to stand outside barclays no they couldn't even pretend wow so i know will you don't like to give the bucks their credit but how about <laughs> how about how about this how about where do you rank Giannis right now what what where would you put him in the league oh man uh, yeah i i think on I think that uh, he would be probably be, I mean, definitely top three. Sure. Definitely top three. I think uh, the thing is that that's not, you know, Giannis, Giannis, I love Giannis. I respect, you know, like he's just overwhelming on both ends of the, on both ends of the floor, which is why he's, you know, I think potentially better than like a Jokic because defensively he's just a wizard, right. but but the thing, like like we were saying last year after we lost, like the best thing that would come out of a Bucks championship is that they would then believe that everything was all good. And I really think that there are some, like I think Coach Bud is a shitty coach still in the playoffs. And I think that, like, I feel like Middleton, and I don't watch enough Bucks, but I, I did have Middleton on my fantasy team for a while. I feel like he's taken a step back this season and not been as good. And I think that they, like, Last couple minutes of a game, Giannis is not the guy you want getting the ball. Um, like you, you want you want someone like a KD getting the ball at, in, in the last two minutes of a game. You don't necessarily want a Giannis doing it, and that could, in the playoffs, be their their Achilles heel. But that well, said, you know I that mean, Giannis is top three in fourth quarter points right now, right? Okay, yeah, all right, great. Yeah. I think I mean I think I think he's a great regular season guy. I think he's a great 46 minutes of a game guy, probably the best there is. But um again, I I would I'm a little nervous about his ability to create in the finals. <laughs> that's that's still regular season. I don't think that's <laughs> No, 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 no. That was good. That was good. I just uh, feel like I I buy the like the fact that like when you win an NBA championship, that affects your confidence. Like we, we watched not just in the finals, but we watched Giannis in the, the net series get way more confident. Like he just, sure. he just was determined to keep going to the basket. If he missed free throws, that was okay. And you just sort of saw him like, uh, I don't know, work it out in, in a way that like when we've played him in the regular season, it's just regular season. Like he looks more dominant than than he he was uh against us so i just think in in the playoffs he's gonna have a lot more confidence drew drew has been better this year um i'm still very yeah i i still am very concerned about about the bucks yeah well well that's good i'm, I'm glad to concern <laughs> so simon do you think steve nash is the right coach for that team so that is a great question that is what is lighting up uh to the extent it exists nets twitter is yeah. like it, pretty much after every loss you will find a string of like he didn't 
the rotations are terrible. He didn't uh, challenge call. He, yeah, right. Yeah. He, they're upset. He didn't challenge the, the, the play. I don't know how many people have watched the game, but there was a, a controversial play at the end of the Warriors game that he didn't challenge. Oh. Um, and like, he doesn't call enough timeouts. Um, I, so there's lots to, you know, and, and I don't think he has like the best, like, he's not like, he's not like, uh, a D'Antoni in terms of like offensive wizardry. He, he doesn't have like the, the, I don't know, the Spolstra, like get absolutely every, like the, the absolute best out of everyone kind of thing. He doesn't have the Nick nurse, uh, draws up a, you know, fantastic play and has all these sure. strategies, but I, I just feel like the, the people judging Steve Nash are judging him based on like a team that has not had their full complement of players uh, really pretty much ever. They've played two games with their, with their three stars this year. And that is why Steve Nash is the coach of this team. He's on the coach. He's the coach of this team to manage and babysit the egos of three of the, the most biggest head cases in the NBA. And I don't, think that there's there may not be anyone better to to do that and to and to garner the respect as much as you can of of those three players uh and have their confidence is i think the only thing that you that you can really get and i know there's been reporting about james harden not being happy with like rotations and stuff i i just don't like i don't see that being a like I don't think seeing if James Harden leaves next year, it's not because of Steve Nash's rotations. I just don't believe that. I I don't, I just don't think like, I I just think that for what this team needs, Steve Nash, I believe is still like pretty much the the best you can get. And like the regular season sort of rigmarole of of all the other complaints are not, um, not as relevant. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. So, Will, it looks like Simon is all in on Steve Nash. Are you all <laughs> in on Steve Nash? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I. I think we may finally have found a point of agreement here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's unfair. It, it would be unfair to put this season uh, at Steve Nash's feet. Sure. Like the guy has a has has a different lineup every every day. The three guys haven't played together. Uh, hard to hard to judge whether he's good or not. I would say, you know, I I, I don't necessarily think he's doing a good job, but I just think it's Im- impossible to say. It sure. you know, I think it's an impossible position for anyone to be in. No, the best coach in the world would have a tough time with this this season. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I mean, when you don't have all your players, it, it, it's tough. You know. Yeah. Um, so Simon, I know you touched on James Harden maybe leaving. Will, how do you feel about that? He, what what it's going around is he's probably going to test free agency. Yeah, he's going to test it. I mean, I think he can just make so much more money if he signs with the Nets um, that I think at the very worst, it's going to be a sign and trade thing. Uh, Simon and I often wonder whether or not that contract for $276 million for five years, that would 
that's what his extension would be worth. Oh, man. How that how that would look on a 35, 36, 37 year old James Harden. So this season, you know, you you've probably seen and heard uh, not his best season. Nope. Lots of questions about um, where he's at physically, whether this is actually a step back or whether he's just like coming back from that hamstring injury. What's going on? And the, but new, he doesn't, rule. Yep. And the new and the new rule. Right. I think that is sort of he's he's found a way to cajole refs to get him to the line again. Um, but but the physical stuff is real. I could see his decline becoming a contract that looks like a John wall that looks like uh Russell Westbrook in not too long. So I, I, sure. you know, a sign and trade is not the worst fate in the world. I don't think it's going to happen with Philly. I just don't see Brooklyn being willing to trade with their division rival, um, yeah. <laughs> a piece that would make them arguably better than us. Uh, so I don't think that that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be totally heartbroken if we got something good for him because I don't necessarily think he's going to be, um, I don't think that contract's going to age well. And I, it's just a shame because we gave up, you know, like Jared Allen, is, is he going to be an all-star this year? We gave up so much. We have no picks until 2028, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it was a lot to give up for him, so I don't want to lose him for nothing. But gotcha, gotcha. So, what about you, Simon? How how you feel about the uh, Harden testing free agency? I am, I am maybe even more than William, kind of out on James Harden. I find him very frustrating to watch. Uh, and like in games, I mean, we could talk about the Bucks games because you're a, a Bucks podcast, and and you surely watch those games. Um, but it happens with virtually every good team we've played like he just collapses and so like uh there's maybe one or two exceptions he was good against the bulls and the the one quality when we've had this entire year uh when he had Kyrie and KD playing with him but mostly he just is not elite when you need him most to be elite um he has you know perfectly good games against like sub 500 he has like great games against sub 500 teams he has games you know uh where he does get a triple double with 30 points and that like that that is not nothing but i just feel like i don't have any faith that he is going to be good in the playoffs now like this year let alone four or five years in into the future so while i totally agree with william i I don't want to lose him for for nothing i also agree that that will not happen. I don't think he's going to leave 70 plus million dollars on the table, which is what he'd have to do to, to just decline his option and go sign for four years with some other team. Uh, So I I feel like we're going to get something. And I think that, you know, we'll see. I also just think that like, there may be a lot of these rumors and stuff may not only be coming from Philadelphia, which they definitely are, but also from his camp saying like, She's trying to show like, Hey, I have options. Hey, you know, you better pony up this money because they may, I think the nets may be feeling the way William and I are where it's like, okay, like that's yeah. a lot of money. It's tough to, and it's tough. It's really tough to rebuild when you have, um, when you have no, when your salary cap space is limited um, by a, by this looming contract. Um, and you can't take salary dumps and stuff like that. So that's a long answer, but yeah, basically I'm kind of out on James Harden. Gotcha. I know Will's answer to this next question. <laughs> so 
Simon, I'm gonna start with you on this. Can the Bucks, <laughs> can the Bucks repeat? Now, now this now repeat. Will, if you didn't know, that means we had to win the championship before. You know whether sure. against the Nets and things like that. So yeah, you guys think the can Bucks can a second fraud be perpetrated? <laughs> uh, I I absolutely think so. I I if I were, and I'm not just flattering you here. I I really I've said it on our podcast. I think the Bucks are the team to beat. I just think they have things in in. Cruise control. To, I think in terms in, in in like in addition to the injuries that you have faced, I just get a sense of like to, like some level of cruise control with with those with those yeah. guys because they just feel like they could again. I, I just see Giannis as a as a different guy, and I think a guy that that is now pretty much fearless in the playoffs. Whereas we we even talked about it when 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 you graciously had us on last year, like. He looked a bit scared at times yep. uh, in the early parts of the Nets series. I think that is completely gone. Um, and there is no clear, there is no, you know, Warriors with KD type team out there. Like there isn't a, an obvious juggernaut. Um, the, the Warrior, like who knows what's going to happen with, uh, you know, their their in injuries and, and, and things like that. Um, the Suns, I feel like people are pretty wary of saying sons can go all the way like i just don't you know i i think the bucks are the the team to to be gotcha so um will what do you think now now this is a little different question i'm gonna phrase it a little differently for you okay so, okay so you, <laughs> i'll try to be just as irrational in in this response yeah no problem um <laughs> so the bucks and the nets who would you have both healthy a hundred percent healthy, and Kyrie can, can play every game, home and away. Kyrie can play every game. Okay. Who are you betting to win the to go to the finals, not to win the championship, but to to come out of the East? Come out, out, of the, the East. out of those two. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would I would if if the Nets were fully healthy, uh, I would take the Nets in that series ten times out of ten. Uh, I think that a huge thing that has has been underreported because Kyrie, as he's so good at doing, sort of sucks up all the oxygen, is Joe Harris's absence and the impact that's had on our offense. Like that guy provides the best spacing any team could want, just having him out on the court. Um, he's terrible in the playoffs, as you may have noticed from last series. But oh, yeah. um, but he does he <laughs> he does him. yeah, oh yeah. But he does he's he is a big part of this team. So having him out there and getting Patty Mills to to rotate back to a sixth man role. Yeah. He, he's extraordinary at that. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge coming off the bench too. That would be, you know, he can, he can do a lot of damage there. I just think that fully healthy, the big three is as scary as people were hyping them up to be. Yeah. Um, I just think that everyone should probably, uh, you know, rest easily knowing that the big three will never ever be intact and will likely self-destruct at some point either towards the end of this season or early next season sure but, sure um, but i do think the nets have the better team if everyone's healthy yeah yeah i mean going up against the nets for one if all three of them are healthy that just creates way too many problems not even just for the bucks for for the whole league you know and uh, I do really respect the Nets, and I think that they're going to be 
one of the toughest competitions again. Um, but I do think – I just don't know if your whole team is going to be there if we play you guys in the playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if we do play you guys in the playoffs, um, it'll be interesting to see. But we had our whole team – we haven't had our full team – here as well brooke lopez has been out pretty much all yeah. year. i think he only played like one game that's our rim protector you know yeah um, and the and the big ragu's been out for a lot of the season right yep yep but we don't we don't want him we, you guys, <laughs> we don't want yeah him. yeah do you think there's going to be a a big move here at the deadline for the uh Bucks? yeah i think some i think horse is good at getting out of sticky situations and we have a lot of guys that can do the exact same thing. So I think Rodney hood and Dante is probably, and even Jordan war, he's, he's really good. Well, he just needs a lot of shots. Jordan Wara looks like a fucking superstar when you, when they play the nets. <laughs> I, I think he's, he's this year's Bryn Forbes. He's the net. He's the buck I'm most scared of. And that's what they were saying. Like he could like light it up. But the next game, he can go 0-4-11, you know? And he needs a lot of those shots. Like, he's a volume guy. But, like, when you have an MVP and Chris Middleton and Drew, like, where are you really going to get those shots from, you know? Um, But, yeah, I think there's going to be a major move. And the big ragu, you know, the Michael Jordan of Delaware is what they call him. (laughs) Um, I think – I think he's going to get moved. I mean, we already shipped him off last year, you know, right. I mean, to the Kings, but that debauch thing and yada, yada. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so sorry for last year, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you know, you. in the second round, you know, and I just wanted to tell you guys, mm. maybe next time. <laughs> Listen, I've been waiting to, to get that joke off. <laughs> oh, perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate you guys stopping on, man. I, I greatly appreciate it. Nice talking to you guys. And if we match up in the playoffs, um, I'm going to have to try to get you guys on again. Yeah, and we'll have you on for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right, Joel. That was that was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. Later.